welcome to New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We pray that you would be blessed and encouraged by this week's message. It's always a privilege and an honor to uh, be before the body of Christ and to be able to share what I believe is on God's heart this morning. So I just want to welcome everyone again and so grateful for God's presence and the love of Jesus that we get to experience him. Uh, my name is uh, Ralph. I'm part of the pastoral team here, so welcome. Before we jump into it, uh, it was really interesting because Steve was leading worship this morning, and as he began, where when he couldn't move forward, I was already writing, and I just feel like I need to say this today, so I'm going to really uh, obey the Holy Spirit because I think it's important sometimes to remind ourselves of things, but... Um, I, I had a friend one time that I brought to church here at New Hope, and they experienced our worship. And part of the lunch conversation afterward was, well, why do you worship for so long? Why do you worship for so long? And it was really an honest question because you realize that we have a culture here. There's, a, there's things that we fight for. There's values that we want to protect. And one of the things that we love is God's presence, and what I shared with them was, I said, you know, everything you do, every church leadership team, everything you do is intentional. It's not just like a mistake that we, that we chose to worship maybe longer than other parts of the body of Christ, even in our region. So we're not saying we're right. We're just saying this is a value that we long to protect. But in my conversation with them, I thought it was really interesting because I just want to declare a few things. We don't worship for a longer period of time to prove any crazy, dumb point, right? We're the church who worships really long. Holy Spirit left about 18 minutes ago, but we'll, still, we'll keep pressing in because we're the worshiping church. That's not why we do it. This morning, I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. That's why we do it. I want to have an experience, and I don't know about you, but if I haven't seen my wife in two or three days, or we seem to be ships in the night, when we actually get to connect, it takes a little bit of time. And what happened even this morning was, how many of you experience this? You're in worship, you're worshiping the Lord, that's why we encourage people to sit down. It's not a religious experience where we have to, you have to stand and put your hands about this high. That's not what we're talking about. You can literally be yourself, enjoy God's presence, worship him, but how long does it take to break off the performance? Anybody else? Breaking off performance and just learning to be. So if that hits you today, if that helps you understand that really I pray it's the only time we get to worship corporately through the whole week. And I pray that you relax and you get lost in his presence. Because it takes time sometimes to taste and see that the Lord is good. So I pray more than anything, anything that happens this whole day, I pray that you experience his presence, his love, body of Christ, be filled with the Holy Spirit, be filled, enjoy God, enjoy life. So um, I'm kind of pumped up today a little bit. Um, my beautiful wife, Wanda, is in Denver, Colorado, visiting our three children. We have a baby coming also. This is a season of being first-time grandparents. Grandson is on his way. Mom's in Colorado. 
She's having a great time, and I can't sleep. <laughs> 2.45 a.m., 1.50 a.m., tossing, turning, putting the pillow between my leg, trying everything. So I'm like, don't know what to do. So I called her this morning, and I said, I had to pray in tongues all night last night just to fall asleep. So pray for me that I get to fall asleep. But um, it's so funny when you've been married 37 years and that person's not there. It just doesn't seem right. But uh, she's having a great time. So let me, let me jump into what I believe God wants to uh, reveal in his heart this morning. I would like to start by sharing something. I'm literally going to be quoting it almost verbatim of something that a dear brother who is a respected leader in the body of Christ named Harold Eberly shared here on May 18, 2014. So last May, uh, Brother Harold, who operates as an apostle, an apostolic role, he travels the world, he impacts nations. It was such a treat. Uh, Harold's influenced me personally. He's influenced his church. But he was here speaking to us for a whole weekend. And this is something that's very profound, and I want to share, and I want to kick it off here by sharing exactly what Harold shared here in last May. Relationships. Relationships are the number one thing that you will have in your life. Eventually, or ultimately, these relationships will decide or determine whether or not you are successful in life or you are not. Pretty powerful statement. Relationships are the number one thing that you have in your life. And eventually or ultimately, these relationships will determine whether you are successful in life or you're not. And at the end of your life, it won't really matter how much money you made. It won't, ma- it won't really matter how much property you owned. No, that will not be the identification factor that will will, uh, identify your life as a success or a failure. At the end of your life, you will be looking at your relationships. Just take time to think about that. Because you sow and you reap and you invest and you spend time and you prioritize things in your life. So at the end of your life, You will be looking at all of your relationships and you will value your life depending on how is it going in your family? How is it going with your friends? How is it going with the community that you participate in and live in? The quality of your life is determined by your relationships above all else. I think that is really powerful. If you want to hear it again from Harold... You can go to our website at newhopecom.org. Go to May 18th. It was one of the most powerful messages. I've personally listened to the message five times or so. I've shared it with friends. Powerful uh, message on relationships and bonding and growing together in your relationships. So our relationships, it's interesting. You look up, you know, you look just basic dictionary, look up relationships. It means connecting, connections, connections, people sharing life. People opening up their hearts to one another. It's really the exchange. I love this idea where even today when Mark talked about the door being open, it takes time to have that exchange and that 
participate, open hearts with one another, our relationship with the Lord. So sharing life, exchanging life, spending time together, these relationships are so important in life. I just want to declare over us, and I, I believe you know this, but it's good, worth saying, that, you know, God created us. You were created to love, and you were created to be loved. You were also created to, to be known. Every single person here wants to be known. They want their life to be validated. There's a significance in you, in your DNA of God's design, where you want to be known by somebody, by others. And you also want to know others. That's all part of a relationship, relationships building. How many of you know God is all about relationships? He's all about it. He's a relational God. First off, we have the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in perfect union and relationship. I love some of the scriptures and and the Psalms and all throughout scripture that God is a father to the fatherless. That's a relationship. Psalm 68 verse 2, I'm sorry, 68 verse 6, it said God sets the lonely in families. How beautiful is that for the father to take an orphan or somebody who's lonely and he places them in a family because he knows the value of relationships. In John 14, Jesus himself, God says, I will not leave you as orphans. Well, I will come to you and we'll have a relationship together. So what's really interesting is that throughout my life and my experience with the Lord, it's March of 1980 is this is my anniversary month. I don't know the exact day, but I know that I, I responded yes to the invitation. I was born again in March 1980, so 35 years ago. And that 35-year period of time, one thing I have definitely learned is that you need to have this relationship with God. So it's, but what's interesting, it's not just you and God. If you think it's just you and God... At the end of your life, you won't have any other relationships. Then, it, then, then you miss something. Because when, the, when we go this way with our relationships and how we get to build friendships and work together and love one another, that's the place that really it happens. You know, we laugh about things, but you know, the church, we forget that we are the church, right? How many of you heard even pastor, you know, a little pastor's joke, you know? Well, the church would be really wonderful if it wasn't for people. Well, you know, it's silly. We are the church. We are people. There's no way of avoiding people. God loves people. And it's important, yes, it's important to have this relationship, being rooted and grounded in his love, knowing the Lord, having times where you have a relationship with God the Father and the Holy Spirit and the Son of God, Jesus It's important that you know your identity as a son or a daughter, that there's a secureness in you, but that's not the fullness. Knowing who you are in Christ is part of it. And then we get to live this thing out. You know, Stephen spoke last week. He talked about Hebrew idioms, right, Stephen? Is that the proper way of saying that? Hebrew idioms, am I saying it right? Okay. So Steve, I said, Hebrew idioms are interesting because remember, he was talking about being biblical and understanding a, a, a scripture in a historical, contextual context. Me, did I nail that guys or what? My Bible teacher is right here. 
but it's important to understand who the author was speaking to and the time period and what they were saying. So imagine if, you know, Ezekiel 17.5 said it ain't over till the fat lady sings. Now, does anybody here know that it is not over till the fat lady sings? How many of you know that? How many of you know what that means? Raise your hand if you know what that means. Okay, not everybody. Well, if there's a sporting event and you're down by three runs and you got a man on first and you got the bat, this game ain't over, baby. It ain't over till the fat lady sings. That's what that means. Okay? Another fun... Did I say that right? I messed that one up. No. What? Okay, well, hold on. That's one way of looking at it. Because in sports, it ain't over till the fat lady sings. There's more than one idiom on that one. Because I don't even know about this opera one, but I know about baseball. So there's more than one way to use an idiom. That's what we just found out. How about this one? When the rubber hits the road. Come on. Does everybody know that one? When the rubber hits the road. If you're younger, the rubber hits the road means we can talk about stuff all day long. The kingdom. We can talk about his presence. We can talk about the Holy Spirit. And then we all get filled up. And then you have to walk out them doors. you got to walk out them doors and you got to go to work tomorrow morning. Or you got to go home to your wife and kids or you got a neighbor that you don't like because the dog yaps all night. Whatever it is, that means the rubber is hitting the road. Live it out. Walk it out. I was kind of into these little idiom things. but So, um, so knowing who you are in Christ, knowing that you're part of the body of Christ, and it's so important that you understand the value. And we are growing and we are learning about what it means to be connected to the body of Christ. There are many members to the body of Christ, but one body. Christ is the head of his church. Jesus Christ is the head of his body. We see a beautiful, if you want to dig into this a little bit by yourself, 1 Corinthians 12, a beautiful chapter on the body of Christ, the value of each member. Many members, I'm looking out at many members of the body of Christ, all working together, all have value, all supplying, strengthening, supporting one another. 1 Peter 2.4 talks about being living stones, lively stones, so you're being built up. And I like it, in King James it says a spiritual house, but I even like this one, it says it's actually a supernatural house. It's a supernatural house. The lively stones, the living stones are being built up and we're forming a lively supernatural house of believers, members of the body of Christ. It's a beautiful picture. There's a really interesting study on this idea of how God created us. It was a study on happiness. We are social creatures. We are. That's how God made us. All of us need other people in order to be well and to thrive. So I was, I was talking to a young 24-year-old recently, and they were on a sabbatical from people. I'm not making this up. And uh, part of the thinking was, and I don't want to judge that person, but I just want to say that there was a caution in my spirit about Old Testament thinking 
and about how God wants to take you and sanctify you and put you over here and isolate you and that God is working in my life. You ever meet anybody like that? God is, he's, because I'm being isolated from it. Now, here's what I got to always respect. What journey are you on and what is God showing you? But prolonged periods of time, man, we're social. You need people. You need to connect. All of us need people to be well, to be well and to thrive. You need people. So I'm saying we need one another. And guess what else is really interesting? We need close relationships in order to be happy. Deep relationships, close relationships, loving relationships, places where you can come and be safe and you can be real and you can be yourself and you can be supported and you can walk through life. These close relationships, they provide security and care and help. For many, many years... My wife and I have demonstrated this and practiced this in our family. If you have a family, if you're, you, if you're married and you have a wife, that's your family. If you have a, a children, practice this in your home. The value of practicing and demonstrating the importance of these relationships. Uh, we have a lot of single friends who are single. Um, there was a demonstration here last night, Mary, if you don't mind... Last night, there was a party here in honor of a woman who has many, many friends. Right, Mary? Deep relationships. It was demonstrated the value of her life and her commitment to friendship in the body of Christ. We're her family. Her natural family was there, but we are her family. And we blessed her and we honored her. It's awesome. Being part of a family, being, having close relationships You realize how important it is for your own personal self, the sense of identity and purpose you have among your friends? So here's where this is all going to come together a little bit. I hope I can make this come together because, you know, it could be your first time you're here as a guest, but I want to just get you a really quick update. Over the last two months, most of January, February, right into last week, We've been working on a series where Steve Hogan and our team, but Steve was, a, he was the tip of the spear on this, and he, he got this revelation. He was leading this thing, and it was powerful. It was awesome, and he activated uh, many in the church. But he, he, had a, he had set some vision, and how many of you know vision is important? And then he had, we had these core values that began to identify our core values and it was excellent, so I'm just going to say the things that we believe that we're envisioning. So you're here, and you're saying, well, what's New Hope Community Church all about? Well, this is what we're envisioning. This is what we're looking ahead to see. We're looking ahead to see a large family, loving God, one another, and loving life. We envision a place where people are going to grow, and it's going to be a place of healing, which will happen right after the service today. And we're, this is a place of equipping This coming Tuesday night, Jonathan Welton Academy Supernatural Bible School is going to be right here on this stage live. It's it's a gift to the body of Christ, not only for New Hope, but to our region. Come and be equipped Tuesday night here at 7 o'clock. 
It's free. It's a tremendous value, but we get to experience it here. And you're going to learn about you have an identity. This starting, it's a new semester, nine weeks, advanced identity. So come on out. These are some of the things we're envisioning. That was under a place, a place to grow, a place to heal, a place to be equipped. We want to have an environment here that's an environment of freedom. You can dance, you can lie down, you can sit, you can do what you want and experience God's love. We don't want to have an environment that has control and manipulation and works and performance. Man, I hate works and performance. Um, I shared this with a friend. I I get so intense sometimes. Sometimes, right, Marky? Sometimes I get intense. But this person was going through what I would, here's some of the language we use. They were believing lies and they needed to hear the truth. Why are you believing a lie? Here's the truth. And part of it was their relationship with God. And I said, man, come on now. You know, I've been around, this is not my first rodeo. You know, I don't even want to get crazy, but let's just say work can be a grind, marriage can be a grind being honest. Life can be a grind. Kids can be a grind. Drive you nuts. But my relationship with God, my perfect union with the Father, what Jesus accomplished for me in his death, burial, and resurrection, the fact that I'm sitting at the right hand of God the Father, and Jesus is alive, and our sins are forgiven, that's not going to be a grind. I will fight for that. That is not going to be a grind. Everything else could be falling apart. You know what I mean? Man, it's like, it is coming to shaboots. It's coming apart. But my relationship with God? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that my union with you is not based on performance or what I did last week or whether I'm doing okay at this very moment. Our relationship with God is not a grind. It's not a grind. So we have an environment here of freedom where the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit works and is free. I love how Stephen wrote this. To reveal more of Jesus. And we have a culture here where the saints of God partner with God to do incredible things. That's a culture we want to cultivate here. And a lifestyle filled with joy and the wonder and the awe of God. This last one is what we envision as a heart. A large corporate heart that wants to serve and serve one another. And advance the kingdom of God on this earth. And we want to impact our world. So we talked about relationships We talked about where we have been in this series for two and a half months. And here's what begins to percolate. Where do we go from here? Right? We envision this. We see this. We have core values here. Well, what's next? Where do we go from here? How does this get lived out? What is the practical application of the rubber hitting the road? So the next question we asked ourselves as a, corp, as a team is how is this going to happen? What is going to be required of us? 
Do you guys ever hear that story about the guy at the retirement party? Because he was told somewhere along the line that the day of his retirement party, the unicorn was going to show up. And it was going to have saddlebags of Benjamins. You guys never heard about this? This was his retirement plan. The unicorn was going to show up with saddlebags of Benjamins, which are, what, $100 bills? And that was going to be his retirement plan. The reason why you didn't hear about it is because it's a pretty silly story. So if that's your retirement plan, I think you're going to be disappointed. That was the moral of that story. (laughs) Because, because, Because here's what's interesting. How many of you know that the body of Christ is not a PR promotional marketing campaign scheme? When the church or the body of Christ becomes bo, 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 slick. No, the reality of it is everything that we have laid out for the last two and a half months, we don't walk it out, we don't live it out, we don't put rubber to it, we don't dig into this thing. It's all the, I, what I saw in my spirit was all these amazing words. Ever see it like a, you know, a Pixar movie? They're, all these words are awesome, all these logos are awesome. And then they just go, and they all come to the ground, and they're just there. It did nothing. It had no impact, had, did not transform culture, didn't, didn't transform our lives very much. It was just a good exercise of speaking and talking. It was a unicorn coming. No. At New Hope, we have a desire to grow. Sometimes I'm looking out there, and I, I always wonder what... <laughs> I love Jimmy Fallon. He does this thing where he, whatever he says, something like, we want to get better. It goes, better, stronger, powerful. Everybody see that? Anybody know Jimmy Fallon? Any, any Jimmy Fallon fans? It's hysterical because when he says it, the camera goes boop, 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 like four times. So as I'm writing this, we at New Hope desire this. We want to grow. Grow. We want to improve. Pr- improve. We want to get better. Thanks, Dan. We want to grow, improve, and get better. We want to grow, improve, and get better. But it's so true. How many of you know in the spirit, in the spirit, now put this for your own life. We're a corporate church. We're talking about New Hope as a corporate church. But man, I hope in your heart, in your your personal life, you want to grow. You want to get better. You want to improve. You want to grow. You want to get better. You want to improve. So we're saying, Lord, we want to get better. We want to improve. We want to grow. He said, we're going to have to live it out, Ralph. you got to live it out. you got to cultivate. So everything that has been spoken, in a way, everything that has been spoken from the fresh 2015, it's all seed. It's seed that's going into soil. It's seed, good seed. Soil's been prepared, good seed. Now we're going to expect growth and life in abundance. We're going to expect these things to come. So I could say it like this. I'm speaking for the New Hope family here. The pastoral lead, I'm speaking for us as a declaration. All of us here at New Hope, we so desire to see this place, New Hope Community Church, corporately, what we envision, the core values that we are fighting for, the things that we're believing represent our heart 
for our uniqueness as part of the body of Christ. It's like the quality of life. It's a lifestyle that we're choosing to go after. It's only lived out in authentic community. All of this is only lived out in authentic community. And I can tell you that there is authentic community here. But we want to grow, and we want to improve, and we want to get better. Freedom. We have this fun little thing, the core values where if you've been around, it's kind of fun, but it's FBI geeks. Geeks 1E. Freedom and identity and being biblical, generational, empowerment, empowering the saints, men and women, being kingdom-minded, understanding the king and his kingdom and the new covenant, having a kingdom mindset, operating and living in the supernatural lifestyle, which is everything from you hear God's voice, that's supernatural. You lay your hands on the sick and they're going to get well, that's supernatural lifestyle. All these things are going to be cultivated as good seed and good soil as we all commit and grow in living in authentic community. That's the rubber hitting the road, living it out. And what's really interesting, again, sometimes I have to remind myself not everybody knows my story, Wanda and I's story. 28 years ago, we walked through them doors. 28 years ago, and I know exactly where I was sitting. I know exactly what the Lord spoke over our lives. And we've been part of this community for 28 years. And Jonathan, one of the things I was thankful for this morning, grateful for thankful, was the relationships that I have by being planted for 28 years. And the memories and the families and the impact of friendships. And what's really beautiful is we, one, that I have deep friendships that are people here, but we also have deep friendships with people who are no longer here. Because the truth is, you could have a really deep friendship and the person could move to Nashville. Or they could say, you know what? God's calling us to the Father's house. It doesn't mean your relationship ends. This isn't a cult. Only New Hope. You don't go to New Hope anymore? Off my list. No, no. If you like, I can tell I watch a little TV, just a little. But Shark Tank, Mr. Wonderful, he always says, you're dead to me. You're dead to me. No, that's not how it is. Yeah, we only shared life. We watched each other's kids. We had communion. We shared dinners. We were friends for 12 years. You chose to go to the other church. So God, so you're dead to me. Get out of here. You know, no. That's not what it is. That's not what it is. This place, New Hope Community Church, is a place of relationships. But I got to tell you something really fun. Our story is 28 years. Oh, Howard and Joyce will love this one. We had, for, there was a season where like everybody was in a small group. So we're going to make it really simple for a minute. Small group. We're going to call it a small group. You know, every church has got, you know, home groups, hope groups, life groups, cell groups, connect group. Never liked cell. That was like a terrorist thing even 10 years ago. You know, <laughs> we're part of a cell now? What is that? We're part of a cell. It doesn't sound good. And we all sharing community, walking through life, it, connecting homes, all that good stuff that happens. And then everybody was involved. And then all of a sudden, it was like nobody was involved. Don't forget, I've been here a long time. 
I mean, you couldn't stir the pot. You couldn't resurrect that thing. You couldn't do, I mean, the best, we can't get, I don't care, get, get the best leadership team in the world. Everybody was like, we need to rest. We're done with that for right now. And what that means is the saints of God, how many of you know that the, the best of the best up here, the saints of God have to respond. The saints of God have to open up their homes. The saints of God have to go, man, I got fire burning in me for this or for that. I got fire in me to decide, to, whatever it might look like, the fire is in the saints. And all of a sudden, they start responding. And all of a sudden, we're going through this series. Diane, can I pick on you, Diane? We got this beautiful lady here. She, she doesn't know, I had to be careful that. I was going to say, she don't know nothing. <laughs> Diane, that's not what I meant. What I meant was you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. She comes up to me about three, four weeks ago. She goes, Pastor Ralph, it's time for me to get off my little chair. God spoke to my heart, said, I want to have a women's meeting, right? Did you say that to me? And I go, oh, my goodness, I can't even believe this. She has no idea we're planning a series. She has no idea we're cultivating connections. She has no idea that God and the Holy Spirit is breathing again on New Hope as a community the value and the importance of connecting in small groups again. I couldn't make it happen. I could have paid people. It wasn't going to happen. All of a sudden, this one comes to me, this one comes to me, this one comes to me, that one comes to me. I mean, we got like nine, ten people that are all saying the Holy Spirit is breathing on us to open up our homes because, man, you know, I tell you, this word about authentic community, the world is dying for authentic community. Guess who else is dying for authentic community? The body of Christ. It's a deficient factor in the body of Christ. Not coming in, how you doing, brother? Great, things are powerful. Po, po, po. You know what I mean? I mean, things are happening. Things are good. Because let's be honest. Can you have a sustainable relationship? Uh, Wanda and I have new friends. Carl and Nancy and their son. He's beautiful. You're a handsome guy, too. (laughs) Their beautiful daughter, Lindsay. They've been coming a few weeks. Instantly, we got new friends. You know how you feel it? I was sharing it. I got emotional last week. But you know, we're longing, but there's uh, there's a desire in the body of Christ for authentic friendships. Remember going back to what Harold spoke relationships are the most important thing. At the end of the day, what kind of relationships did you have? What kind of life did you share? Not superficial, not how you doing. Oh, that was, a, I went back to my point. If, my, if the only thing I do is see Carl and Nancy, am I, Nathan, right? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, doggone it, Aaron, I knew it. Aaron and Lindsay. If I only see them on Sunday morning, for four and a half minutes, because that's the only time I get to be with them. Week after week after week, how deep are them roots, right? Impossible. So we got to connect. We got to go for pizza. We got to laugh. I got to take off my shoes. My socks might smell in their house. You know, we got to work through that problem. You know, <laughs> then they might find out every now and then when I go to get up, a little toot comes, and I got to work out that problem. And, 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 then, and then they might say, boy, Ralph, you know, you, uh, we always provide the pizza, and we've got to work out that problem. How many of you know, when you commit to opening up and getting real, you've got to work out problems? <laughs> you know, you want to stay home, be isolated, do nothing, clean? They probably, you know, that's not what it's about. 
you got to work this stuff out. My best friends, man, we got some stories. So God is breathing on us the value and the importance of small groups. The saints are connecting. We're growing in our connections. Uh, how many of you know, and I believe this with all my heart, this never, I never changed on this. A healthy church family has healthy small groups. Here's what's really neat, if you really think about it. The worship team connecting all the time, they're a small group. So when you're involved in ministry, you're connecting. It's a small group. When you have like passions, when you have like-minded things, you're serving together, it really naturally creates a small group. But we want to, we're asking Holy Spirit to give us more opportunities to gather outside the four walls of this church so that we're not limited to our Sunday morning experience because we want to share life. We want to learn. We want to laugh together. We want to love each other. We want to work things out. We want to grow. So as we close... I want to share a neat experience that we've, uh, we've gone through as a team. I don't want to get into it too deeply, but we went through an exercise as a leadership team that helped identify the essence of what burns in our heart. That's how I'm going to say it. These exercises are good because at the end of like a month of intense interviewing and processing, working with like an executive high-level coaching people who are good at this stuff. You know, you put all this data in and then spits out like a few things. And then all of a sudden what I love about it is when it spits out this like one paragraph, it blows up in your heart and you go, yes. This is the value that God has birthed a church here called New Hope Community Church. And this is the value and why we are alive in our region New hope has value to our region. And one of the things that it said very simply was New Hope Community Church gets to demonstrate, gets to model, what does heaven look like on earth? But it's not a copy of Bill Johnson in Bethel. It's not a copy of heaven invading earth. It's a demonstration, a model of kingdom-minded people, the body of Christ actually doing it together. What does it look like to see heaven on earth lived out amongst people? Together. So we get to do this thing together. We get to model this together. Because one of the questions that was asked that drew this out was, uh, and I love when, I don't think I've heard the word travesty in ages, but you know, she's thought, what would be the travesty? Sounds so big, right? The travesty of it all. I've been using it like all the time now. It's like a new, my new word. It's a travesty that the Broncos got rid of that person. Whatever. So the, the travesty would be, oh my goodness, Lord, if I think about it, if New Hope was to just like disappear all the time and all the love and all the, all the things you did here for so many years, for through so many people, you know, we're building on other people's shoulders. I don't know if you knew that. And the generation behind us will build on our shoulders. All the things that you did, the, 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 the world, the city of Rochester, this region, Monroe County, 
if we were to disappear, we wouldn't have a demonstration of heaven on earth among people working together. I'll tell you what, that ignited a fire in me. That ignited a fire in me that, uh, that is still alive. So I want to say over us today that the kingdom of God is lived out among us. And as a community of believers, we get to model this thing. We get to say, this is what it's supposed to look like, heaven on earth, working this out together. We get to participate in this thing. So God is breathing on us again corporately the value and the importance of relationships. I heard this from Danny Silk, and I've never forgot it. I don't think I've ever thought about it the way that he said it. But every relationship you have is eternal. That changes how much time you spend with people and your investment in people. Our relationships are eternal. Can't get my head around it, but I believe it. And we desire more than anything to see authentic community take place. Real, genuine love. Life lived out together. Walking through life together. So let's pray. All right? We're going to continue this for a few weeks. Cheryl's going to share next week on connecting and the value of relationships and how it affects the life of our church. Then we're going to participate together in Easter Sunday. And then on April 12th, there's going to be a little unveiling, a revealing of just the first step of what some of the connect groups, of some of the life groups are going to look like here at New Hope. So Father, we, um, we come now, we thank you. We thank you that we have a relationship with you and that your son Jesus in provided for us everything that we need. We thank you that there's a new covenant that sin has been forgiven. The fa- your heart, Father God, your affection toward us is intense and you are beautiful. And our relationship with you, we, ha- we are forgiven and we are in right standing with the Father. We don't have to work or strive. Our relationship with you is not a grind. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that you've called us into a family, into the body of Christ, where now we get to put practical feet to this thing. We get to live this thing out among us. And that's where we say we need supernatural Holy Spirit ability to work together, to even understand the capitalize and understand the the importance of this is our destiny, that we get to model this thing and have a culture that says, man, invest connect, share life, break bread, meet house to house, be the body of Christ and support one another and be a safe place for one another. And Lord, we do want to get better and we want to improve and we want to grow. So Father, I thank you for this day. Thank you for every ear that's hearing my voice. And we just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are stirring and you are going to be activating things right now in Jesus' precious name. Amen.